0: Welcome to Lenscrafters Radios. My name is Dan Nasta.
1: My name is Bella St. Ivany. I'm Sam Norman.
0: And today we're going to take you on a musical exploration of the concept of death. I know you might be thinking, Dan, I didn't sign up to be sad today. But if you think about that, just think back a couple seconds to that beautiful guitar song you just heard. That's a, that's a song off Panda Bear's Young Prayer album. Uh, an album that completely is meant as a eulogy for Panda Bear's dying father. Panda bear being Noah Lennox, not an actual giant anthropomorphic (laughs) panda bear, of course. So today we're going to take you songs along those lines, often songs about remembering people who have passed away, songs about murdering others, songs about Mm. memorializing Mm. the dead. Flashing
2: your goldfish.
0: It's really, there's a whole spectrum of music about death that we're here to explore and dive through. And the first thing you're going to notice is that we have a variety of sounds coming together here. So it's not all going to be, like, sad music. There's We have some hip-hop coming up. We have some indie rock. And it's really just in, a beautiful thing about how death is really relatable for everyone.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, you know, it's a lot of this music is also upbeat because, you know, death is something we all know. It's something that's going to happen to all of us, and it's kind of nice that we all get to share in that. So... -hmm. Nothing lives forever,
0: but.
2: Yeah, might as well meet it with a smile on your face in some cases and in some songs. Yeah.
0: We'll have, later on, we'll be talking about horror music and um, the impact of that on the listeners and on society. And we have a really just incredible slate laid out for you today. And we're gonna start with an immaculate song off the album Donuts by Jay Dilla. Donuts was written by Jay Dilla. On his deathbed, and it's an album mostly composed of samples put together in a beautiful but fractured way that really conveys almost a franticness of uh, an artist approaching death but still desperate to put his vision out into the world. And it was an incredibly well received album. J. Dill is still remembered as one of the greatest producers in hip hop history. So we'll, we'll start you off with that and we'll lead you into a whole Variety of meditations on death and loss.
3: <music> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it's <laughs> time the Regal. Young man went out and made a name for himself. He's been on every record breaking show in the Regal theater in the last two years. Ladies and gentlemen, stop. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Bye.
4: the echo come
5: His wife mom has a saw she's sawing off her own jaw mom without jaw dad without wife they're making awful plans you'll get cancer in your hands terror song dad has a knife stabbing on his wife mom has a saw she's sawing off her own jaw mom without a jaw and dad without a wife they're making awful plans you'll get cancer in your hands terror song has a knife, he's stabbing his wife, mom has a saw, she's sawing off her own jaw, mom without jaw, and dad without wife, they're making awful plans, you'll get cancer in your hands, terror song.
1: This is Laughing Coffin Radio.
0: So you just heard Terror Song by Furniture Hushley. Joel Hushley, legendary output of a man. His website is just full of songs like that that are just very disconcerting. He's also the frontman of Wicker Spicket, legendary 90s band nobody's ever heard of. Um, before that, you heard Lost Season 1 by Camp Cope off their debut. Uh, Eponymous. How do you pronounce that? Do you, does anybody know? Eponymous.
1: Uh, um,
0: you, I think Ep-no- that's Ep-no- Keep going. They're from Melbourne. Her voice is just so unique. Um, in a good way, that sounded like condescending. Um, and before that you heard Skeleton Tree off Nick Cave's album Skeleton Tree, which is an album recorded after the loss of his son. So, lots of death going around. Yeah. And that's what happens when Mercury's in retrograde.
1: But you know, to make yourself feel a little better, just go to some shows yeah, and forget that. about it. dance your cares away. Yeah.
0: So. I've been to a lot of shows recently Oh Have yeah? you guys.
1: Tell us about it, Dan. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. Um, this week I went to a great reunion show for PS Elliott. They gained in me an instant fan once I heard them unleash like an hour and a half straight of just like feminist rock and it was incredible. Sick. Um I mean, and it's odd the best. opened for them. Mm-hmm. And Aught is just the most up and coming best band ever. Oh, and they played six straight songs of unreleased material. And I'm very stoked for that to become released yeah. material.
1: Yeah, and that was a Market Hotel, which is such a great venue.
0: I saw trains go by. Yeah,
1: such yeah, so great. Um yeah, I saw a Mild High Club last week at Babies. They were really, really great. Wow. Um it, it's it, it's actually really interesting because as I was listening to it. You can't really hear it as much on the album because they make it really seamless, but where it was live, it was more disjunct. But there's a lot of Baroque influence. It's really just Bach that's that's going in over this really dreamy stoner psych kind of stuff. It was really interesting. Now, what I'm interested...
0: Personally, I'm interested in the fact that I think it would sound more apt if, like, if, if you switch the names and if you saw babies at the Mile High Club,
6: <laughs> yeah. that, would,
0: that would be a much better place that, for, name for a place. That yeah. is placed
2: well. Yeah, I saw um, Ihi at the Silent Barn last Friday. Slow Ref opened for them. They were all fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was a really great show. Ihi was a lot of fun. Um, they came out of Arizona? Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, at one point they just called up a bunch of friends and had like this really great chorus of of people that were singing background for them. And it was just, it was a fun show. That sounds, yeah. It know, went wow. on for a long time a that nice night. Nice
0: community show. It nice.
2: was a great feeling to be there.
0: We have some shows coming up this week that we want to uh, prickle your ear toward. Thank including you. the Lemon Twigs, a great band. Uh, they grew up on Long Island, some Young Brothers. Which, I mean, is a thing that can describe a lot of people but only these two brothers are the Lemon Twigs. Check out their SoundCloud, really. I recommend it. And on th- that show's on Wednesday the 28th at Irving Plaza. On that Friday the 30th, we got Yonatan Gott, just an incredible guitarist. He shreds better than paper. <laughs> it's really just a joy to watch. Uh, on the day after that at the Silent Barn, we have Pear, who's, who are doing their record release show. And on the same day... Blood Orange is playing at Terminal 5, and if you're not listening to Blood Orange, you should be.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as we started out talking about, death can be a pretty overwhelming topic. Ancient cultures like the Greek and Egyptians fixated on it, and we still kind of fixate on it in various ways today in our subcultures and cultures. But we really can't truly avoid it, so what we have to do I guess in the meantime is cope with it. to provide some reflective distance, I have some songs that I guess in format are, are coping mechanisms, but they're also brave in that they deal with death head-on. Um we've had a, a bit of that already, but to start, there's Radiator Hospital, a cosmic American pop punk band based out of Grand Rapids, Missouri. It's fronted by Sam Cook Parrot. Yeah, and a lot of their lyrics are just really Upfront and clear confrontations of interpersonal conflict of how relationships start and end on loss, on death, on grieving, and they're all very poppy, um and that's upbeat. Interesting.
0: I believe it was actually Cook Parrot who said my favorite quote, Polly want a cracker.
2: Yes, that was Cook Parrot. <laughs> and then
0: also Polly want
2: Actually that uh, was on a casket Cook Parrot <laughs> <laughs> Senior. This is this is oh. Cook
0: Parrot, Oh this Senior. is okay. Yeah. Yes. Um
2: <laughs> He, I think, let me know what you think about how he's done with translating the feelings of death and confronting with them. Here we go. It's um, Radiator Hospital, Dead as Dreams, from Some Distant Moon. I want to be the an album called schmilko it's quite the listen um just like this you might have to pause and play it just to kind of get through it <laughs> um it's a little heavy but it's definitely it has a great place and the cover art was done by an illustrator named juan cornella who a lot of you might realize that you know when you see um the cover art for schmilko he, he's done a lot of work and he has this very characteristic style of like 50s ad cartoons or like airline safely pam- safety pamphlets I guess in the way that, like, an airline safety pamphlet is necessary, his artwork is sardonic and necessary. Like, oh, if this, like, morbid thing happens that, like, in the worst case scenario would, like, put everything that you know and cherish and love and hold dear to your mental stability were to just crumble, then what would you do? <laughs> so, um, the cover for Schmilko is this, like, it looks like a father and his daughter's like, oh, can you please plug in the record player, the phonograph, Papa? And um, he like sticks his fingers into the outlet, and then that connects and like, turns the phonograph on, and then his daughter's like, oh, that's cute. I love listening to Wilco. Um, while some feel affronted by his work, it's also a really kind of unifying way
1: of reflecting on death and, and dark things that might happen.
2: Yeah. It's good to laugh
1: yeah it's because it's it's something you know we were talking about earlier we all like are gonna experience it yeah there's a great anxiety that comes from that but you know when you're so anxious that you just laugh because it's funny that yeah, it's like so that. extreme yeah that's what his art is and it's then it's funny mm-hmm.
2: yeah <laughs> get such immediate reactions from looking at his comics yeah, yeah he has a lot of work um you can check it out at juancornella.net um so, um, to go off of that, we have a song from Wilco Schmilko called We Aren't the World, Safety Girl.
6: Have you seen any mention? It's been quiet in detention all the week. Is that so? I saw the winter party pierce some candidate give a son and shook his fist like this. So
3: given, right, you. it's given by a promoter, right, the promoter has his own people distributing flyers and advertising to get people to come down to the party, but this time, the promoter that gave the party, he was so, like, down and such a together brother, you know what I'm saying, we threw down with him to try to make the party a little something, now, yeah. I don't know how many people remember who gave you a flyer for the party, But if you didn't see it hanging up somewhere, one of us probably gave it to you because we was busting our ass, giving these flies out, trying to get this thing, you know, a nice size for y'all. Right here for the people. All the ones left to make do with the two hands the good Lord gave us. Where no resources are thrown to the forces that be, with no one to save us. The ones in the classroom where the books are outdated, teacher no longer outspoken. The ones left to congregate where the pushy gives a fix to those who had their dreams broken. The ones left to drown and rebuild the towns in the path of the waters from the levees. The ones with the problems of the world who they back from make light of the fact that the weight is getting heavy. We are the ones who have daughters and sons who commit themselves to having unsafe nights. The ones who lost. Family and 9-11 hours after telling them to have a safe flight. We are the one, we are the we are the we are the We are the one, we are the We are the we are the the We'd be the soul, the human core, of the planet whose blood, sweat, and tears even we take for granted. We the ones separated by waters and international borders only to take government orders. We are the ones with the same childhood dreams, but adulthood brings nightmares and screams. we be the raw excuse to slang. I mean, we the people they stereotype the gangs. We sold the sea for our daughters and sons withstand the infiltration of drugs and guns. We are the ones that kneel to the young with a heart of gold to avoid being victimized by our sons. We be the ones trying to raise them in the all-man brothers not some whipping post from coast to coast We are the people run down lives you try to still they depend on our culture to live and dance to We are the people still the wretched of the earth at the end of God's day We persevere through the hurt We are the ones we are the We are the We are the Well, that's a motherfucking lie. We the people at the fish fry. We the 86% with heart disease. Gucci, Louis the time night. She's wearing no banking accounts. No misbehaving, catching the blame. Same old same lotto players looking to Obama for deliverance. But ever since they popped Malcolm and Martin, we at the front of the bus now, pouting. The complaints ain't nothing but a lazy man's sofa. The CEO's Gopher's Gopher We're the video hosts, so We're emotional, but if we poop shit, I'm thinking we're supposed to roll But we the same, lying, cheating, backstabbing We part of our own struggle We would burst our neighbor's bubble Destined to meet the maker But at the same time, be the same people Late for his arrival Yo, a false survival No longer feeling trouble. And as much as it makes me feel good to say that we are beautiful people, there's a lot of us messing it up for the people. We are the We are the
2: thanks for listening welcome back to lactose cow radio so that was the people by de la soul featuring chuck d right after we aren't the world by Safe or we aren't the world safety girl by wilco um most recently i was on rookie reading Tavi Gevinson's diary posts those are
1: so good oh my god
2: we have to talk about this later, um, <laughs> so let me forget. But <laughs> I um, encountered an early playlist in September, a Friday playlist called Flip the Track. It's on the Facebook page, which, by the way, check us out on Facebook, LC Radio. We are available there. You can get our links to SoundCloud and on your favorite podcast app. Not your second favorite, not your third favorite. I only have one, so I don't know about the others. <laughs> but check us out, LC Radio. Um, yeah, but there's this playlist by taylor montague a rookie contributor called flip the track and taylor alights on this notion of using sampling as like giving songs whether they were classics and they feel familiar and they warm you up when you listen to them or they were undervalued at the time and they want to rectify like how we listen to those songs it's like giving them a second life in a new body so Wilco like references Michael Jackson as does De La Soul in that last song and sampling is definitely like a really interesting way of saying all right like we understand that time passes that like death does happen and we lose important artists but we can also find ways to honor them ex post facto so I suggest you check out
1: Taylor's playlist um we'll Head out on a couple more songs. Uh, it's time for our focus feature. This is horror!
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: First, we have a warning for this section.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, there is a movie being shown in this area that we would sincerely like to warn you about. The title, The Blood Feast. This is without exception. The bloodiest, glorious, most sadistic motion picture ever produced. If you're at least bit squeamish, do not attempt to see this one. We have told you about many horror movies that you probably got a kick out of. But this one is different. If you are at all impressionable, don't see it. If you have an impressionable teenager under no circumstances, let them see it. Absolutely no children will be admitted. There will be nurses on duty, not as an advertising gimmick but because they will be needed we are sincere in warning you about this movie its title again is the blood feast and it is honestly the most gruesome motion picture ever produced see it if you must but we wanted you to know what to expect
1: This is Larson Crow Radio. Um, You were just listening to Hanging Paper by Quincy Jones, and before that was Jack the Ripper um, by The Weirdos. So this is a part of our feature our in-focus feature, Oh, the Horror. It's exploring horror films and their effect on music. So this section is mainly about horror soundtracks. Hanging Paper by Quincy Jones, which I just played, was the soundtrack to In Cold Blood, which was the movie made off of Truman Capote's uh, book. And that was that song was actually nominated for an Academy Award. So when we listen to these songs, what's really interesting is that you you automatically understand what the movie is. You understand that it's going to be a creepy, kind of sexy movie. You can hear that from the sneaky nature of the sax and um, the pops that were going on in that last song. So and this is just something that's become ingrained in our culture where we just automatically recognize that. Um, oh, and before that, we were playing a little feature um, to warn you of the terror of going to see a terrible movie called The Blood Feast. And <laughs> it's also very interesting, our culture's fascination with movies and what is taboo um, with Movies starting out in the 1930s, we had exploitation films, which were a way of kind of getting around uh, censorship they said that these movies were for educational purposes and they were exploiting like certain like things that you shouldn't do and so it was kind of seen as a cautionary tale but it was really just people trying to live out their fantasies in a secret way so obviously we don't have to do that anymore with less censorship but um that was the crux of that the next song we're going to listen to is from the movie Suspiria Suspiria, and this is by the band Goblin this is a little rough to listen to but it's really important stuff it's a really great moot horror film that was about a girl who went to a ballet school and she uncovered a dark secret and she has to get out We just listened to Goblin Sighs and then I played a bit from the absurd film by Carlo Maria Cordillo those movies were both actually Italian and in the late 70s and 80s we have now we really understand what horror movies sound like this started to disseminate into culture that was not necessarily meant for horror films this was just horror music on its own just to excite you in that way so here is a bit of Danzig's second band
8: to walk the night
1: just a taste from Sawin, Danzig's second band after he had The Misfits. The reason I played that was because you can hear it's the same exact stuff that we were hearing with the other soundtracks, but now we have this Elvis Presley voice that's going over the top of it, mourning his losses and how he has to walk the night alone and he'll never have her kiss again. Um, you probably recognize uh, Danzig's more popular stuff though with The Misfits, so we're going to play that right now. Last by the Misfits. We have more of a driving beat, more psychobilly that's going on there, which is taking the boogie beat, which was what we were discussing last week, and making it nuclear. What's really interesting about this music is we don't really have as much of the horror sound anymore, maybe from his um, siren, ping sounding voice, but it doesn't sound as much as the other song that we just played. But the lyrics are very much a horror film. What The lyrics that we have here, he's clearing the floor by first saying, I got something to say, and then says, I killed your baby today, which is just very gruesome thought and you know it's shocking and that's what was happening with this music it's really this art that Danzig created was really interesting because it was taking this 50s sound where he sounds like Elvis Presley and it's really fun and people are just dancing to it not really listening to the lyrics but they're extremely terrifying and extremely shocking and not real life. It's a very interesting thing that he was able to do yeah. um, as a counterculture. The cool thing
2: about that, yeah, definitely, is that in, in a lot of ways, I see that these lyrics definitely take kind of, not even kind of, these are like very messed up themes mm-hmm. of horror that, that start out in a place where like people try to ex- scary experiences and traumatic experiences from daily life and represent them in artistic form, but a lot of times, like, They don't only represent reality, but they encourage other people to mimic that reality in ways that are just, like, disturbing. Like, our glorification of of mass shooters nowadays is, yeah, the media representation of, like, the people who perpetuate violence, especially when they're people of privilege, like white males, what actually happens behind closed doors is is a conversation that I don't think a lot of people always breach into. And this kind of music, yeah, it hits on that, Mm -hmm. but whether or not it's doing the work of kind of pointing... A flashlight at
1: what's going wrong, or just pointing a phone it. at it for a minute, yeah. and then moving on is another right. question to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us—it's a—it's a shame because I—I I do think it's—it's some—it's art to me, and just because it's being represented in art doesn't mean people should repeat it. And it is supposed to be something that's otherworldly in a really gross and terrible way. But unfortunately, we have terrible people who don't have that maturity and it would be kind of bizarre if he was just seeing this point blank but we have such a history from these horror movies horror movies were so fun and there was actually a rise during the time that he was writing in the 70s Um, there was the rise of the b movies and so so when he's seeing this all this culture he was just trying to do a spin on it but then you kind of have to call into question the horror movies and where that was coming Mm -hmm. from those tropes Um, are so
2: like in early horror films there's definitely just like rampant misogyny Mm -hmm. and like
1: for the most part they're so predictable yeah i Um, mean it's that's part it's just bad and lazy writing it's something that's been comfortable and has been able to sell a lot like you have the bimbo character who has sex and she's killed right away mm -hmm. and then you have the smart girl who's the final girl usually people oh there's not sexism movies because there's the girl who lasts till the end but she usually doesn't have sex she does everything right she's She's undateable.
8: As
0: pure.
1: Right, like in very Halloween values, in uh, all yeah. of our
8: horror
2: films, yeah.
0: It's very interesting because it like starts out as an attempt to reach the the audience that feels that way about people, but it ends up like furthering yeah. the wisdom that that is the way that lives should be led.
1: Yeah, and I mean I was what I was talking about earlier with the exploitation films, that was what's was happening during the nineteen thirties with the cautionary tales. But you know, it's not the 1930s. And so if we're still perpetuating these tropes, it's it's just not really necessary. Like, we have a lot of really good movies that are being produced, horror films that are being produced that don't rely on these tropes, and I think they're much better like we have a girl walks home at night and
0: it's girl really walks home alone at night
1: oh was, yes walks alone home alone at night and it's
0: very rhythmic title
1: <laughs> yeah it's the like it's considered the first iranian uh, vampire western so you should totally check that out but you know it's <laughs> when i when i read when i before i watched the movie i just had the title and i was like oh it's probably gonna be a girl that's something bad's going to happen to her. Yeah. But, you know.
0: Iranian vampire westerns are quickly becoming my favorite genre. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So, I mean... Yeah. It's... It, I mean, just to go back to what we were talking about, it's... These tropes... It, it's outdated. We we can... Do, it's not even outdated. It's just lazy writing, you know. I think
0: there's... I yeah, there's a clean way to make a horror movie that doesn't, like, rely on those tropes, and I think there's, like, a clean way to make these... Like, these horror movie... Horror movie takes in music that right. can be pure and still a little shocking and like Uh foster uncomfortability without like being unsafe
2: yeah and yeah it's definitely it's a little bit difficult to like generalize horror as a genre because i think like i love horror films yeah Yeah, i love horror but at the same time like i think it's really healthy to see how far like that genre has like Mm -hmm. taken itself and like looked in the mirror and said like all right what have we done what do we need to Rectify, yeah. yeah Another thing that I like too is um, you mentioned a girl walks home alone at night, but also the movie The Babadook out of mm-hmm. Australia is so good, and that's my. I always tell people it's my favorite horror film because it has a really great interpretation to it about like dealing with trauma, and that a lot of times grief isn't something that like completely goes away. Like there's no crushing the monster at the end and yeah. eradicating something completely, but you have to kind of quell your demon demons and address them on the daily and. And feed them their water and comfort them and take them in as part of your identity, which is.
0: And I think that's a, a great growing movie. trend with art across the world is yeah. that as art becomes less expensive to become in, like, to get into at these higher levels to reach distribution. You're going to see people with coming from different backgrounds and different perspectives mm-hmm. making art and film and music, and it's going to end up being more inclusive with the messages behind them and more like well thought out. I think the rise of indie films has been very good to the horror genre yeah. in making it not quite as crappy anymore. Yeah, because you've seen so many good horror films in right. the past couple of years, really.
1: And I mean, sometimes that crap is kind of fun and hilarious, but you know, it's good that we're having good stuff being made. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, So just to go back to the Misfits, though, we have um, something that probably is somebody yelling back at Danzig. Uh, This is Seven Year Bitch with Dead Man Don't Rape.
3: you, because you're mine, 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 oh, oh, you're mine,
4: you better ask my mama how to make a monster.
1: LaGuana Camp Radio. Um, What you just listened to was Dead Men Don't Rape by Seven Year Bitch. And then you heard I Put a Spell on You by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. And then The Creature from the Black Leather Lagoon by The Cramps. So Screamin' Jay Hawkins was a really interesting figure from the 50s. So that song, he's just panting and gasp for his lover. And when he performed, they characterized his genre as shock rock, music or metal with highly theatrical live acts, violent or provocative behavior, blood, face paint, horror, pyrotechnics. Screaming Jay Hawkins was born in 1929 in Cleveland, and he wrote, when he recorded the song, he was completely wasted with the entire band, and he just as he was singing it blacked out and this is the recording you have and it's so wonderful and then whenever he performed it he would hold a stick with a skull on it named henry and he would bust out of a coffin wearing leopard skin with little bull tusks on his face and then just sing this song like a maniac it was great and so then later you have uh the cramps that band is lux interior and poison ivy they were married they were really cute um they but were. they're so adorable and they have the you really have to watch this stuff on youtube or something poison ivy wore leather all the time lux would just wear these jumpsuits and heels thongs and heels all the time that song was taking from the creature from the black lagoon In this one they're wearing leather and just smashing things and going crazy just them taking it directly from a horror movie modern um, classic a modern classic indeed a black leather lagoon we've all been there mm-hmm. anyone um,
2: who's a fan of power bottom would probably be a fan of the cramps
1: style oh yeah it's just really tasty stuff you look them up online they have a show that they played at a mental hospital one time and they were super nice it was just
2: they're great 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 artists great people
1: so they actually are kind of credited with starting a psychobilly uh genre which is what we were talking about earlier so this influenced many generations to come and one current band that we have is death valley girls they're playing a show at Shea soon um this is a song by them
2: back to liquid crystal radio thanks so much for listening to our show check us out two weeks from today and we're going to be talking about seasonal change seasons i hope you like it
1: well, check us out on our Facebook. We make posts every day that explore this theme further. Um, a lot of really good music videos. You really have to see these things in person. Um,
2: yeah, we'll remind you of shows. Those will be reposted onto our page. You want all your info in
1: one place, like LC Radio
0: on Facebook. Yep, the yeah. best place.
1: Well, we're on
0: iTunes now.
1: Yeah, so we're pretty legit.
0: Yeah, we're real. We're real now.
1: Thanks yeah. for listening, all of you. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a good week. Let's finish with some Hazelwood.
4: Kiss all the pretty ones goodbye. Give everyone a penny that cries You can throw all my tranquil pills away Let my blood pressure go on its way Cause my autumn's done come My autumn's done come, done
6: come
4: Let those I don't care days begin I'm tired of holding my stomach in old dogs for me. I'll take Sears and Roebuck dogs gladly. Cause my autumn's done come. My autumn's done